0: Well, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you right now. And we ask and pray that you would move by your power. We invite you to take over, impact change, speak life. If I could invite you to partner with me right now, wherever you are, just put your hand on your chest, over your heart and say these words. Holy Spirit, Please speak to my heart, open my eyes to see, my heart to receive, my ears to hear. I thank you right now, in Jesus' name. I mentioned earlier that, uh, thanks Izzy, this is the launch of our prayer and fasting time. And uh, we do this every year at Life. And this morning I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, preaching on what I believe God has laid on my heart for this message today. And then I'm going to open up the booklet towards the second part and share with you the changes I've made in this booklet and why. And I really pray that if you engage with it for over 21 days, just not just as a a person by yourself, but as you involve it with a partner, as you involve it with your uh, husband or wife or partner, that change will come. And as I was praying this morning before the service, I felt the Holy Spirit say this, challenge the people to reach out and have an accountability partner to run with you. And so that someone can be ringing you up. I was talking to Lynn the other day and she was talking about running marathons and breakthrough points. And there's a point in the journey where you're going and you're excited in the early part and you're thinking, this is a breeze. Then you get about two-thirds of the way through and you think, what in the world am I doing out here? This is crazy. And she said, well, it was one part in the journey. She was running and she just said, I'm out of here. I want to give up. I want to go home. I want to eat McDonald's. I just want to get out. But someone came up beside her and said these words. You've got this. You've got this. You're not alone. The power of having someone come up beside you and say, hey, one weekend. I don't know if I can go for day eight. You've got this. You're not alone. So I want you to think right now, who can be an accountability partner that I can reach out to just this afternoon and say, would you be my accountability partner just by each morning sending a text, just saying, what did you get out of the reading today? How did it impact you? And I know you'll be blessed as you do that. Now when it comes to prayer there's no one better than to drop in and ask the question of what about prayer what's the purpose of prayer than asking Jesus. I thought let's go to the top. Now in the Bible there's two accounts of where Jesus is asked by the disciples about prayer. It's Matthew's gospel and Luke's gospel. Matthew chapter 6 and Luke 11. Now it's interesting as I was rereading over this passage of scripture recently that when Jesus was asked and they tracked him down and they found him praying and they said, Jesus, can you teach us about prayer? It's interesting the conversation that took place. When they were asked the simple question, can you teach us to pray? Matthew 6's account is this. When you pray, say when. Don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But, uh oh, he says it again. When you pray, say when. Go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you. Pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. And he goes on again and... When you pray, say when. He's sort of getting this point like, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray, I'm expecting you will be people of prayer. Don't babble on as the Gentiles do, but they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words over again and again. Don't be like them, but for your father knows exactly what you need. Settle just there for a minute. Before we even get into 21 days, our Father knows exactly what's on our heart. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask. Pray like this. This is a prayer we all learnt in school. Say this with me. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, today, the food we need. And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse, say refuse, to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is the account of when the disciples came up to Jesus and said, Can you teach us how to pray? He said, I will, because when you pray, don't do it this way. He spoke about a particular behavior. He spoke about a particular pattern. When you pray, don't babble on. When you pray, don't go in the public. When you pray, don't shout. Then he teaches the prayer, our Father. Now, he could have stopped there, but he didn't. Understanding that they were asking about prayer, he felt the next bit was as critical and as important to prayer. And, he, and in answering this question, he said, and it goes on. Let me go Luke 11 first. I'm getting ahead of myself. That was Matthew chapter 6. Luke 11 says, One day when Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Oh, listen to the words. And he said to them, what? When you pray, say when. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins. He goes on. Matthew's account, our Father in heaven. Luke's account. But at the end, when it reads here, but if you for refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is Matthew account. And then he says these words in verse five, 6. And, say and. And when you fast. Jesus, yeah. Can you teach us about this thing called prayer? We've watched John the Baptist teach his people our prayer. We've come to your certain place and we've seen that when you pray, you walk away different. There's something about it that's different. Would you teach us how to pray? Yeah, I will. When you pray, don't babble. When you pray, don't go in public. When you pray, don't do this. And if we're talking about prayer, when you fast. Jesus understood The power and purpose that one goes with the other. They just said the caption prayer, Jesus came back when you pray and by the way, when you fast, when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get, but When you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, then no one will notice that you're fasting except your Father, who knows what you do in private and sees everything. Jesus said, while on this topic of prayer, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you, don't go public, don't go out there, don't go shouting, don't go babbling. But while you're praying and while you're fasting, while you're fasting, while you're fasting, this is what we must do. So that's one account. In Luke's account, he's praying in a certain place. Do you have a certain place you go to for prayer? When he finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. So he teaches them to pray. And while he's teaching them under this scripture, give us each day our daily bread. He stops there and right now he continues. It's like they're taking notes. And when they finish, they go right. And he says, stop, imagine. Jesus, I thought you'd finished teaching us how to pray. No, 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 no. I've got an illustration for you. If you're asking me about prayer, I don't just want to tell you about the power and the practice of prayer. I want to teach you a principle about prayer. So here's prayer. When you pray, do this, do this. And say, our Father, and now imagine, attached to, is relevant as, is as important as. He said, now imagine that one of your friends comes over at midnight. Bangs on the door and shouts out, Wayne, will you lend me your car? Wayne inside goes, la, 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 la. A friend of mine just showed up unexpectedly from a journey and I don't have anything to feed him. Would you shout out from your bed, I'm already in bed and so are the kids. I've already locked the door and let the dog out. I can't be bothered. He's following a conversation on a simple question. Could you teach us how to pray? And don't miss this. You know as as, as well as I do, if you didn't care that this fellow was your friend. This is what the Lord wanted me to lay on you today. If he will keep on knocking long enough, you'll get up and give him whatever he needs simply because of his brash persistence. So... Keep on asking and you will receive. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open for you. And all who keep asking will receive. All who keep seeking will find. And doors will open to those who keep knocking. And Jesus was saying to these two illustrations where they came to ask Him about praying. Jesus, Rabbi, Master, will you teach us how to pray? Not a problem. When you pray, do it this way. When you pray, say our Father. When you pray, do it in private. When you pray, don't babble on. When you pray, find a place. And when you fast, and when you keep persisting, that's the key. That's the key for a breakthrough. That's the key to see God show up. That's the key for God to come and see movement happen in your life. And Jesus said, if you're asking me about prayer, please, please always incorporate persistence and fasting. You see, for some of you, like Michelle and I, we put our prayer request in last year. We prayed over our prayer request. We put them in and we started praying. We started ticking off the answers that were happening. We started to tick off the breakthroughs. We started to celebrate. There was breakthroughs happened, breakthroughs happened. But like you and many of you today, you're here today and saying, Pastor Mark, I'm back here in the same place. I've still got answers that I, I've still got prayers that I haven't got answers for. What do you do? You heed what Jesus said. When you pray, keep knocking. Keep pushing. Keep persisting. I love this. When he opens, he says, uh, this is how you pray. Our Father. Say our Father. Picture God as your Father. It's like two bookends. And he's talking to those and to many of us this morning that have prayed, you've been praying to see healing, you've been praying to see a miracle, you've been praying to see a breakthrough. And like Michelle said, for some of you, you think, I don't know. I've grown weary in the pushing. I've grown weary in the fatigue. And the Holy Spirit laid this message on my heart this morning reminding me about Jesus when he prayed and he said, and when you fast, it wasn't an encouragement. It was an accepted mode of operando, when you fast. And in the other account in Luke, he said, and when you pray, Imagine someone going to the house. And what I want to encourage you, the disciples, He's saying, listen, I know some of you have been praying and I know some of you have been pushing, but I know now that some of you have given up in fatigue, believing for a prayer to be answered. And I want to encourage you that when it comes to prayer, like you and like me, it cannot go without prayer and fasting. It cannot go without prayer and persistence. It cannot go without bold persistence, bold encouragement, where you walk up and you go, God, I'm back again and I'm coming into your presence. I've got that prayer need and I'm holding on, Lord. And it is an interesting, Pastor Dave, come here. Andrew, come here. And he says, when you pray, say our Father. I want you to picture him as a Father. And in Luke's account, he closes with this, with persistence. And then he says these words. He wants to wrap up the two to support each other. And he says, even amongst you, some of you are fathers, wanting to land again. Guys, if you doubt this principle to push through and be persistent, if you think I'm a harsh god I want to remind you when you pray say our father and I even imagine some of you are fathers I want you before we end this conversation I want you to align yourself thinking yeah I'm a dad I'm a father I love my children I would do anything for my children. I would die for my kids. I would go without for my kids. I would sacrifice for my kids. There is something, he said, I want to remind you, not just when you pray the bookshelf up the front, Father, but I want to remind you when we finish this conversation, some of you are fathers. Settle on that thought. Think about that. Some of you are fathers. And they went, yeah, we get it. So ask yourselves this, if your son comes up to you and asks for a fish for dinner, will you give him a snake instead? If your boy wants an egg to eat, will you give him a scorpion? Look, all of you are flawed in so many ways. Yet in spite of all your faults, you know how to give good gifts to your children. So I want to encourage you as we lead into 21 days of prayer and fasting, Reminding about the power of a fast and reminding you from the Holy Spirit about being persistent. Right out that Michelle and I were going through our prayer list the other day and we put down a prayer request that's been there for four years. And sometimes we did, but we said, no, no, we're going to hold on. We're going to put it down. I'm going to be persistent. I'm going to put it through because, you know, Sometimes God knows better than we do. I remember Chloe coming to me years ago, my daughter, and she asked for something and she said, Dad, could you do this? And I knew at the time it was not the wisest thing to do. And I said, sweetheart, I really don't think you should be going ahead doing that. And she said, why? And I said, can you just trust me? She said, okay. She came back next year and she said, Dad, about that? I said, not yet. Trust me. And looking back and she said, Dad, I'm so glad you didn't give in to what I was asking at that time. Why should we pray? Why should we fast? Number one, it was good enough for Jesus. Verse 11 says, another time when Jesus was praying, he always lived out prayer. What did Jesus pray about? He prayed for his friends. He prayed. In John 17, he prayed, God, watch over them. God, strengthen them. God, reveal Yourself to them. That's, real, that's prayers of a parent for their children. God, watch over our children. Watch over them. Strengthen them. Let God be revealed in them. He prayed for the sick. He prayed for Lazarus. He prayed a prayer of thanks in Matthew 14. He took the people and sat them down on the grass. He took what He had in His hands and He gave thanks for it. He prayed with fasting and persistence, and reminded us that he is a loving father. I've mentioned before that for some of you, your prayers have all been answered since last year, and I want to say God is a good God. Coming up on March 13th this year, we're having our this time next year celebration, and there's going to be powerful testimonies of what God has done in the last 12 months. Some have seen part answers still waiting for an answer. And some are still waiting. And that's where a lot of us are. And we're encouraged to push through and pray. So don't stop praying. Just encourage the person beside you. Don't stop praying. Keep pushing. <laughs> Keep pushing. He is the God in the waiting. So how do we prepare for this prayer and fasting? Can we get your booklets out at this time? And I want to go through it and just prepare you for it before we fill out our prayer cards this morning. previous years, we've just had a booklet and it's been good. We've nominated on day one, pray for our government. Number two, pray for our church. Number three, pray for the families. But God said to me this year, Mark, I want to give your people an opportunity to engage with me through a devotional series. And if they will do that, they will be changed through the process and that at the end of 21 days you know if you do something for 21 days it becomes a habit that through that you will have a deeper appreciation for prayer for fasting and for pr- praying for them and so that's the purpose of doing it this way on the bottom of page four and five turn to page four could I have a booklet there thanks sweetheart Page four and five is a practical guide to pray and prepare for the fasting. Take time to read that, go through that. And then decide which fast you're going to do. Is it water only for 21 days? Liquids, could be fruit juices, could be vegetable juice, or one meal a day during the day or other. And uh, there's some little cautionary uh, concerns there of the, with medical advice, just, I'm not a doctor, but just a little references there. And then down the bottom of page four, I want you to write, my fast will include this. Michelle and I have already been speaking about our fast, what we're going to exclude so we can spend time with the Lord. It's no TV and things like that. Write that down and then share it with your partner. Why? So they can accommodate you. They can partner with you. So if you're going out without meals for a particular day and, and, you, and the other partner is not, don't walk in with a big, you know, pepperoni pizza and a, and a pavlova and sit in front of them and say, how was your day? Uh, so, so, uh, and, and, and while the juice of the pepperoni sliding down there and, you, and you're licking it up, you know, and, uh, and, and I'm not a prophet, but I, I, I think they might be a little bit upset. So uh, take your meal out the backyard somewhere. But share with them about that. And also over on the page, it's about how to break the fast, reintroduce solid food gradually. And that's some little, little notes there that you can read. Down the bottom of page five is be thankful. Say be thankful. It's important, so important that you take time and reflect on things that I am thankful for. Do you know when the enemy wants to remind me what I don't have, it can take me down an emotional track where I'm emotionally starting to feel bad. But the way I counteract that is remembering all the good things that God has done. And I say, no, 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 I may not have got a prayer answered there. I may not have got that. I may not have seen this. But I tell you what, there are some things I'm going to be thankful for. My God was there for me here. My God did watch over my child at that time. My God was there at that breakthrough in my job. So as you're planning, I want you to build a page of thankfulness. And over the top on page six, begin to write down all the things that you're thankful for. Michelle and I have already started to have a chat about that, what we're thankful for. Do you know when Moses crossed over the Red Sea, they all just took off, took off, headed into the desert. It wasn't long before, only just a few days. They, you know, his, his uh, sister-in-law Miriam, she sang a few songs. but they ended up in a bad place. Years later, Joshua crosses the Red Sea. And God says this. Can we do this right this time? Moses just crossed over and ran ahead. Joshua, can we do it right this time? As soon as they crossed over, Joshua said, stop, we're not even, we've not even taken the next few steps. I want all the leaders, gather 12 stones. I want you to gather some stones. And what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do, Joshua? And he said, the Lord's telling me now, build an altar, build some stones up. And they said, what for? He said, because I want them to be a stone of remembrance about this moment. I want it to be a stone of majesty about the God of the breakthrough. Why? Because we're so quick to forget, he said. You're so quick to forget what I did for you yesterday, the year before and two years before. And God said, I want you to cull this moment. And whenever you... Oh, your children walk by. Dad, what was that? Oh. Let me tell you about your God. We are right on the edge of being taken out. But God, but God. Take a moment. Don't rush with this booklet, but look back over last year and say, God, I want to say thank you for this. I want to say thank you for that. And write them down and record them. Just recently, I was in my study. My mum passed away last year. And the moments lingered on. And every time I saw something about mum, I'd become emotional. But the last six months i have been good and getting better. And I was just in my study and just having a bit of time and I was just sitting there and I opened a little box and the box is just beside the right hand side of my computer. And I thought I oh, might be, what's in there? And I open it up. and. Straight away, there were some pictures my sister sent to me with pictures of me and my mom. And and the moment I picked it up, immediately I was transported to that place up in Queensland, outside that big sunflower crop. And I'm there while mama's in that sunflower crop and she's holding me. The moment became as fresh today as it was then. and I began to just tears. That is what you need to write down there. You need to write down something that the moment you read it, You go, yeah, God was so good. And then we put underneath that on page six, what I am believing God for in 2022. It's your personal faith goals. It's your family. Write down restoration of relationships, salvation of loved ones, healing for your children, breakthrough for your children, your school, your career, your ministry, write them down. Put them all down in there and take time. And this is another area where Michelle and I have a little cross-reference. We said, what are you writing down, sweetheart? What's the Lord speaking to you about? Write them down. And on page seven, this is an important one God reminded me this morning. Each one, reach one. Say each one. I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands. Not because I want to embarrass anyone. But just because I think it's real. If I would ask today who here has never, ever had the joy or the experience of leading someone to Jesus? Then if I would ask, this, this is just for me, pastors in ministry, we're number one, we're so busy doing the work of the ministry. And I felt the Holy Spirit say this. I would love to give Life Family the opportunity for each one just to reach one. Just to reach someone and through your work, through your experience, through your school. And when they come to the place where they break down because God's been working on them and you say, would you like to meet Jesus and lead them through a prayer? That's my joy for you. That's and what I want to believe for in my own life this year. So that is there. How do I do that? I say, Holy Spirit, who do you want me to start connecting with? And He will start to speak to you. So I want you to write that down and begin to pray and believe that you in 2022 will lead someone. The next one is on uh, page 8 and 11. This came out of a challenge years ago when I was a young Christian and Jesus was at the Garden of Gethsemane, He had His disciples with Him. And when He came around and found them asleep, He came out with this one little statement that echoed in my heart years later. And it was this, and Jesus turned around and He said, when He found them asleep, could you not pray for one hour? And with that little comment, I saw that as Jesus' benchmark when it comes to prayer. Couldn't you do one hour? Not to condemn us, not to, but just to challenge us. And so for you, I'll put in here how you can pray for one hour, breaking it up into simple five-minute little bits. Take some time to go through that and every three days then, you watch what happens as you begin to pray and see what God can do. Well, that's the booklet. And then we come up to page 12 where we start on our daily devotional. Go to page 12. And as I said, this whole devotional has been written under the power for prayer, fasting. So you can interact with that. And it's got down there, when you read the verses, read my devotional, it's got application. Is prayer a daily habit that you enjoy? If not, why not? This is where you, you, you interact and be honest with God. You see, prayer is so... I was thinking this week, and I want to close on this. You take a fish out of water. It'll last a little while. But come back in half an hour, it's dead. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Mark... Your walk with me cannot be alive without prayer. You can attend church. You can attend life groups. You can do anything. But if you're not praying, you're not alive. You're not. You made a decision years ago. You made a decision. But if you're not praying, The vitality, the energy, the pulsating source of the Holy Spirit, that when you open the Bible, words just explode off the Bible and they go into bold font, large font, alive. You cannot get to that place without prayer. It's communion with God. And that's why I really pray that this devotional will become such a replace of renewal. And when you get down to, I think it was one of my last devotionals, The Secret Weapon, day 14, on page 30. I love this. And this is where that song came from, The Secret Weapon. This is from Pastor Ron Dunn's book. Before we ever step onto the battlefield of preaching or teaching or witnessing, the outcome has already been determined on the battlefield of prayer. Come down. Two thirds of the page. Aaron and her with Moses on the mountain. Find a stone for Moses to sit on. Then one standing on each side of him. They held up Moses' hands until the going down of the sun, and Joshua prevailed. I love the understatement of the King James Version. Joshua discomfited the Amalek and his people. Discomfited was a kind way of saying he annihilated them. But don't miss the main point here. Where and when was the battle decided? Was it down in the valley with Joshua? No, it was decided on the mountain with Moses. The victory in the valley was won by the intercession on the mountain. Say that with me. The victory in the valley was won by the intercession on the mountain. Prayer is a weapon. The church could win more battles in the valley if it had more intercessors on the mountain, lifting high the rod of God, the name of Jesus. The battle for lost souls is won by prayer and intercession. Prayer is warfare. Maybe, just maybe, I wrote, evangelism is not the attempt to win the battle. It is simply the mopping up operation. Maybe, just maybe, The physical possessions of the church, the buildings, organisations and programmes are the trucks we drive out onto the battlefield of battle to load up the spoils of the victory we've already won by intercession. As we intercede. Then I wrote on page 31, what battles are you facing today? Do you trust God enough to allow Him to win them? Will you give those battles to the Lord today and examples of some prayer there. As the musicians come, we're going to spend some time now about filling out our prayer cards. Once again, being reminded of fasting when you pray, when you fast. And when you pray, push through with persisting. I love this song that Michelle introduced this morning, and we're going to play it again. Is you take a moment just to reflect, and you can talk to your partner and just say, What are you going to put on your prayer? Verse one says, Even now I can see darkness is fading, walls of fear, brick by brick, will come down. Your light will shine, lifting me up out of the shadows. Here and now I know where my breakthrough is found. So I'm going to sing my way out of the valley. I'm going to shout my way up to the mountain. I'll take hold of the truth of your promise. I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. I'm going to push through till every lie crumbles. I'm going to dance in the midst of the rain. I'm going to rest in the arms of the Father. I'm going to praise. I'm going to praise. Verse 2, you see there's a sound welling up from within me. Heaven's power is calling hope to arise. So I'm standing tall here in the strength of your victory. When you come, every wrong is made right. Fear and depression, shame and confusion, you have to bow. You have to bow. All lesser things that demand my attention, you have to bow. You have to to bow get that song ready to play it up there on the desk so heavenly father we're reminded this morning you're inviting us back to pray you're inviting us back saying and when you pray when you fast thank you for Holy Spirit for helping us fast these 21 days and you've reminded us Holy Spirit that when you pray have a bold persistent to keep knocking keep knocking And so, Father, let hope rise within the hearts of our people here today. Let strength come to their hands again as they write down and go, oh, how long do I have to hold on? Let hope come and let strength come to their hand to write it out again, knowing that you're our Father. You know exactly what we're going to write before we do. You're our loving Father. Thank you, people, as you take a moment to just write it out. There's no rush. We're going to give this song time. And once you've filled it out, you don't have to put your name on it. Bring it out the front here and put it in this prayer basket over here. And make sure that you record the same things you're praying for in your prayer and fasting manual. Thank you, team. prayer cards and you can stand and let's sing and let's let it leap this morning with this song echoing in our hearts and in this house. I'm going to praise.
1: midst of the rain. I'm gonna rest in the arms of my Father. I'm gonna praise. I'm gonna praise. Oh, I'm gonna sing my way out of the valley. I'm gonna shout for my way.
0: Yes we are, yes we are of things as we close just to set our trajectory. Number one, God wanted me to remind you today he's a loving father. Number two, he wanted me to encourage you when you pray, when you fast. Number three, he wanted me to encourage you. Keep persisting, keep knocking, keep pushing. Number four, I want to encourage you this year, do something bold and daring. Reach out to an accountability partner. If you want to use me, just the guys, just the guys only. If you want to use me, just drop me a text. I don't care if I get three or four. I'll follow up every day with you, and you can follow up with me every day. It's just a simple little follow-up. What did God speak to you about today in your devotional? How has this changed your life? How has this changed your speech? I think that would be good. Pray about an accountability partner. The last one is this. I really, really do want to encourage you. Wednesday nights, it's one hour. Just come out for one hour. Let's come out and lift up our voice. Let's lift up and shout out a shout of praise as we come together and pray and sing over all these prayer requests as we build a momentum for the 27th of February, which will be Miracle Sunday. And I'm believing for people to be healed, people to be delivered, mindsets broken, things destroyed, as we play our part in this journey. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for this service. Thank you for reminding us. Thank you for touching our lives. I pray for every person here today. I pray that hope will rise in their hearts. I pray that a song will arise from their depth, that they will sing themselves back up to the mountain where they can shout and declare your goodness, your faithfulness, your kindness. As Jesus says, even some of you are fathers, reminding us about you, our loving Father. God bless your precious life family. Once again, stay around for a tea and coffee. If you're new here, we welcome you. You can go over to the barista and get a free coffee over there. Hang out the front. I'm sure I'll come past to say hello. But God bless you. I'll catch you next Wednesday night. Looking forward to doing this journey with you over 21 days.